Hey, teacher mama friend. Today we are talking to Naomi Hall, and she is the recovering educator on Instagram. We found her on Instagram a while back. I know we are on a social media fast right now, but we actually found her a while back and did a live with her on her account for her audience on our repels method for burned out teachers. And we loved the collab so much that we wanted to bring her on for you guys as well. She used to be a science teacher and an administrator, and now she has a program called Calm in the Chaos, um, which she'll talk a little bit about later. And then also her um, her workshop that's coming up. And then because summer is out and this is our week to talk about rest, we thought, well, this will be perfect. We're just going to be talking about rest today and then why you need to be using these three months to do that. So we are super excited, Naomi, to have you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited um, to be here. Yeah. So Like I said, it's super fitting that we're talking about rest today because we are just coming out of school and the teachers that I've been talking, we're doing some market research for our podcast and the teachers that I have been talking to, it's been a very common theme that they're like, I'm just exhausted after this year. And it was very specific to this year. Like, Yes, they've been exhausted, like they've been tired in years past. And, um, but I was like, so how, how's it going like this year? And they're like, I have never been so exhausted in my life. And, um, you know, they're just ready for some rest. And I know your common theme is like, it's not like you can't, you can't get through the school year and just be praying and hoping for summertime. Like that's not the way to get through our teaching job. Um, and I also just watched your story last night and you happen to be talking about rest and sleep. And so mm-hmm. can you just tell us why rest is so important and what it does to you when you don't get enough of it? Oh, it's so, so important. You're right. This is like something that like is really important to me. And I, I talk about a lot. Um, because we see the, you need to get seven to nine hours of sleep, but then we have the, but (laughs) I've got all this going on. I need to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, sleep affects so, so much sleep and rest. So sleep Mm -hmm. when we're not getting sleep, oh my goodness, it affects your mind. It affects your emotions. It affects your body. It affects your hormones, your cortisol. So you're already in a high stress job with high cortisol. You're not sleeping. So your cortisol is all out of whack, um, which that then affects like how you, again, your emotions, how your body feels, your perception of pain, um, your ability to lose weight, um, or to gain weight either side of that. So the weight struggles, um, it, it affects your cognitive ability, the studies, um, the actual difference between getting, and this is seven to seven and eight hours of sleep. And that's within the recommended range. Um, I believe it's one entire standard deviation of IQ between eight hours of sleep and seven hours of sleep. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I can't afford right <laughs> lose IQ points because I didn't sleep but at the same time I think we kind of recognize that of like oh yeah, yeah. like I'm not so sharp when I don't get the sleep mm-hmm. like and it actually not getting sleep is is actually worse than like drinking alcohol like the effects are stronger 
uh, mm. which is is pretty eye opening. So sleep just affects so many areas of our life and then rest. I know you guys have talked a little bit about this with like social media and all of that mm-hmm. of like scrolling your social media. You think you're resting and taking a break, but it's not mm-hmm. rest. It's not a break for your brain. It's not a break for your eyes. So making sure that we're getting actual rest where we're taking a break for our brain, for our bodies. And that can involve movement. Physical movement is a great change. And so I can't remember where I heard this, but basically the idea was if you have a very physical job, you rest with your mind. So like take a break and read something. If you have a very mental job, you need to rest with your body. So like get up and move, take a walk, do the dishes, things like that. Oh, um, I love that. And when we, right. I was like, Oh, that like makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah. Right. Um, but as educators, we kind of do both. Like it is very physical where we're up and around and, and on all the time. And we're thinking and like, you're putting on an entire play basically all day. Like you're an actor yeah. all day on the entire time. Um, so taking those breaks to rest your mind, rest your body, to sit down for a few minutes, to set the phone aside, set all of the technology aside and just breathe mm-hmm. and, and just stop all of the, that input. And, you know, your drive home can be some of that rest. Um, turn off the podcast, turn off the music and just have some silent time because we have constant input everywhere we go at work, especially because like how many times is your name said in a day <laughs> as a teacher, <laughs> plus being called mom and what, whatever else comes yeah. up um, in the classroom. And then like you go into a store, there's constant music and, and everything. So just taking some time to cut back on the input and turn off all that, that stuff that's coming in and that can really help on your drive home to just kind of decompress and rest a little bit and, and cut back on all of that input. Yeah. I know even like for me, when I'm like by myself, I like to be listening to podcasts and stuff. And I actually think it was your story that I was watching like a month ago or something. And you were talking about getting outside and I was like, yeah, I need to do more of that. And so like my goal was when summer hit, I'm going to do a morning walk and summer started for us yesterday and I've done a walk both mornings now. Um, but today my husband wanted to join me. So I just, obviously I, I let him cause I want to spend time <laughs> with him. We're both like doing our own thing crazy right now. But yesterday I was like, I had you in the back of my mind and I was like, don't put a podcast on. I'm just going to walk and like, just listen to the birds chirping and nature and just like, just be quiet and still. And yeah, so I was, it was good. It's amazing. And I actually, so I, I do a short walk almost every morning after my workout because I, I keep my workout yeah. short. Um, and I keep my walk short too, but it just gives me that few minutes out in nature, a little bit of like Mm -hmm. absorbing nature, being present, trying to like gather my thoughts and like control my thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. cause they can be like all over the place, but I started the, cause I used to like always have earbuds in or anything when I, when I ran and stuff and probably my last half marathon, there's actually a term for it called naked running. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's when you run without your technology. 
and you leave the earbuds at home. I, I would leave my phone at home. I would leave my earbuds at home. Someone knew where I was and I, I wear like a runner ID tag and that mm -hmm. for safety. But I would, I just started running without any of that and just being, it, it's a little safer because you can hear cars yeah. right? mm -hmm. that comes up. Um, but just absorbing nature while I ran. That's a better image than actual naked running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I was like, there's gotta be a better name for this. <laughs> right. Oh, funny. I love that. Well, when, when you're coaching and someone maybe comes to you saying that they have brain fog or they feel really moody, they can't sleep, kind of things along those lines, what would be the first thing or maybe the first few things that you recommend for them? Um, the, I really focus on the basics with my clients of what are you eating? Because what, how you fuel your body affects how you feel. It affects your performance. It affects how you sleep. And then I look at movement. Are you moving your body? Which is such a catch 22. Cause you're like, I'm so tired. I don't have the energy. I get home at the end of the day. And I just crash on the couch with Netflix, which again is not restful mm -hmm. <laughs> as much as, yep. and I, I love a good Netflix binge with the best, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's not actually restful. And it actually, I, I can't remember what I was reading, but Netflix and streaming platforms are competing with sleep. That's they what, came, yeah. That came straight from Netflix. That was a statement that they came out with. Yeah. So I'm like, they're actually competing with our sleep. So um, movement is so, so important for your energy, for your sleep. So those are two of the big things that I look at is nutrition and movement. And so like for me, a big change for me was getting in that 30 minutes of movement first thing in the morning. And I will tell you when I started that I was working full time an hour away from my house. So minimum two hours in the car. Um, what else did I have going? It was, it was a super stressful time in my job, like super stressful, like crying at work. This is one of my burnout points. Um, mm -hmm. like, yeah, going into the, that single bathroom at work and closing the door and sobbing that one. Um, and like, I had all of this stuff going on. I was, pro I think I was training for a half marathon. I was, I do martial arts. So I was training for that. And I was like, stuff was just not working. And that was one of the pieces I added, which meant I had to get up at like 445 in the morning, but it gave me like the, it, it focused my thoughts. So the movement helps with my mental game and, mm -hmm. and my mental health um, and allowed me the energy to get through my day and not just dragging through. So movement is, is really, really important. It doesn't have to be high intensity movement. I yeah. tend more towards weightlifting, um, which is they're, they're finding so much more effective. It's better for your hormones, longevity, mobility, all of those things. Um, so I'm really going to look at those things with a client of what are you eating and how are you moving and start small. Like, I'm not going to ask you overnight to overhaul your nutrition and overhaul your sleep, your movement, but what little changes can we do to move the dial in the right direction? Um, because when we're cutting back on our sugar, cutting back on our caffeine and increasing our movement, our sleep is going to be so much better. Our mental state is going to be so much better. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And movement, like, yeah, I think, you know, people hear that word exercise and it's such a buzzword for them. So that's why I like 
we use movement as well so that it doesn't like throw people in a tizzy like oh I have to like do an hour workout no absolutely not (laughs) like start super small like you said just if you like yoga do some yoga if you like going Mm -hmm. for walks go for some walks like it has to be something that you like or else you're not gonna form that habit so yeah it's anything you enjoy anything Mm -hmm. you enjoy for movement like you want to just throw on some tunes and have a dance party go for it like, yeah. I mean, and that's just an instant mood booster and you can do that in your classroom. Yeah. Um, with but your yeah, kids. fun yeah. movement, anything mm-hmm. that you will do, you're right. It doesn't have, have to be an hour workout. And like I said, I keep my, my workouts to like 30 minutes or less most of the time. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. What are your top two recommendations for people telling you that their brain is racing all the time? I, I've, walked through the hallway last week and it was the last week of school. And it was, (laughs) um, I just had, I had to check out early. And so I was trying to get everything done. Usually I have like a full day on my checkout day to get everything done, but I was trying to do it with the kids there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I (laughs) feel like I have 10,000 tabs open in my brain right now. But this was a week for me. This was a very short season. Like Mm. there are some people whose brain is just going crazy all the time they can't shut it off but they're also so exhausted that they can't fall asleep or stay asleep so what what would be like your top two recommendations for that um number one journaling and i i'll be honest i am not a journaler type like that's Mm -hmm. not my natural bent um but writing things down allows your brain the freedom to let go of them. Um, so like Mm -hmm. trying to keep your to-do list in your head, like all of those things, once you write them down, even if you haven't completed them, it allows your brain is like, okay, that thing's safe. I can let go of it rather than like Mm -hmm. trying to constantly cycle and keep it there. So Mm -hmm. writing down those to-do lists and then journaling out whatever is cycling through your head. And I just recommend like free journaling, just like write it out, I do keep a journal next to my bed for when I am in those places of like, there's so much in my head and I just, I can't get it out. I can't process. I just start writing and I write it all Mm -hmm. out and get it out there. So some free journaling, writing out your to-do list. Um, There are a lot of journal prompts that you can do and use for that as well. Looking into like, right, how am I feeling right now? And and you guys had a, 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 I believe a podcast that I listened to recently talking about like, processing through your emotions of like, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? What is that Mm -hmm. from? And kind of going a little bit deeper than just the I'm anxious, I'm upset. Well, how am I actually feeling? Am I angry? Am I hurt? And and processing Mm -hmm. through just asking yourself questions. Um, And I've learned a little bit more to ask myself questions about my emotions of like, okay, I'm really upset right now. But why am I upset? Like, Mm-hmm. this happened, but that probably isn't the issue. Why did that trigger such strong emotion? Where is right. this coming from? And like digging down to figure out, mm-hmm. okay, so is there something deeper going on? Is it, and also like asking myself, all right, how have I eaten? How have I moved? And how have I slept in the last few days? And mm-hmm. I can tell you like Sunday evening, I was like in one of those moods or whatever. And I was like, I haven't slept well. I have not mm-hmm. slept well in the last two weeks. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my right. answer. My answer. Uh, right? Yeah. And um, I think some people can um they hear this and they're like, "Oh, if I 
if I just move and I eat better one day, then I should be good that night. And I should be able to just fall asleep and have a, a restful night's sleep and be good to go. Like this might take some time, especially yeah. if you are feeling very burnt out or very mm-hmm. exhausted. Like these are, these are things that we're talking about today that you have to like, you have to keep doing. It's not going to be like, a, I do it once and I now get a full night sleep. You know, like it's, it, you gotta, you gotta play a lot of catch up. It didn't take you one night to get in the spot that you're in. So it's going to take you quite a while to get out of it too. But I think yeah. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. What were you oh, saying? Okay. You were that like, I wanted to hit on that point too, of like, this has to become a habit in order for it to be effective. Like people are like, well, I tried such and such and it didn't work. I'm like, well, how long did you try it for? Like, did you try it consistently over a long period of time? Because Mm -hmm. some of the stress relief techniques, they work for a few minutes, but if you don't make them a habit, you're not going to get the long-term results, the long-term benefits. I mean, Mm -hmm. my health journey, my fitness journey has been a couple of years Right. And I'm still seeing changes and benefits of this consistency over two plus years. So mm-hmm. it does take time and there will be hiccups and bumps along the way. I mean, I've battled burnout a couple of times and now running two businesses, I'm like, okay, like I need to make sure that I am continuing to apply these things, continuing to yeah set boundaries <laughs> mm-hmm. and stop work at certain times, you know, all of that. Cause I could keep working endlessly. Um, mm-hmm. my other recommendation with, um, struggling to sleep and struggling with your thoughts is guided breathing. Mm-hmm. It is my absolute favorite, like go-to stress relief tool. But like, as you said, I practiced it and I used it over and over and over again to the point where now it's kind of a natural thing for me to do. When I feel stressed, I feel it right up in my chest. I feel my breath getting shallow. I feel my muscles getting tight. And I just take a a quick breath and a slow exhale to Mm -hmm. to relieve that stress. So um, when you're struggling with sleep, a four, six breath is really good where you breathe in for a count of four and you breathe out for a count of six, because that longer exhale activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest that relaxation. So it helps your body relax. Um, the other one that I like for sleep, I'm, I'm very fond of the four, six, but another one that's recommended for sleep is the four, seven, eight, where you breathe in for a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven and you breathe out for a count of eight. So rather than counting sheep count breaths (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that will help your body relax and get into that state where it can sleep. And you asked for two, but I'm going to give you a third. Um, Go for it. It's, it's your bedtime routine. Like have (laughs) a bedtime routine that sets you up for sleep. And when I was in the process of like healing, dealing with hormones, getting those rebalanced, developing Mm -hmm. like my nutrition and my fitness and all of that, I worked on my bedtime routine, but there would be nights that I would get home late. Cause you know, like there's, there's concerts, this, that the other thing you get home at nine o'clock, you're like, I got to get to bed. Cause I got to get up in the morning. And so you like jump into bed. That is the worst decision I ever make for myself because I don't go through my regular routine that allows my body to slow down, mm-hmm. allows my mind to slow down. So if I jump straight into bed because I'm running late, my mind is racing and I'm awake for hours. Mm-hmm. So like I've learned not to shortcut my bedtime routine 
because if I do, I'm going to pay for it. I'm not going to fall asleep. So it's those things that one, your bedtime routine should set you up for a good morning routine so that you're Mm -hmm. not like jumping out of bed and racing and anxious and everything. So like I set out, um, like I have breakfast ready to go. Anything that's not refrigerated is set on the counter ready lunches. If they need to be packed, anything that doesn't need to be refrigerated is ready to go and already in the lunch bag. Um, I set out my clothes, both my workout clothes and my work clothes for the next day. Um, I might, I may be a little bit excessive here, but like, I also train, I train martial arts in the evening. So I'll set that out as well so that that's ready to go. So those clothes are there. So in the morning, I'm not right. I'm like, I'm not rushing around trying to find all these things in the morning. Like they Mm -hmm. are all set to go. So I know when I get up, I know where everything is. Workout clothes mm-hmm. right next to my bed. I step on them when I get up. So I just grab mm-hmm. them, head to the bathroom, get dressed. I do my workout. My clothes for work are ready. Well, if I'm going somewhere, they're ready. If I'm working from <laughs> home, my comfortable clothes are ready. Yeah, Even my absolutely. Um, shower, get dressed, everything's set for breakfast. I know what I'm having. So I'm not like rummaging through cupboards trying to figure out like I have less than half a cup of Wheaties in the cupboard. You know, I have my breakfast ready to go. Um, so really setting yourself up for the morning at night, both of those are really, really important for your sleep because you're able to sleep, not worry about, Oh, what am I going to wear in the morning? Do I have to iron it? Did it, you know, and racing through all those things, um, including restful actions in your bedtime routine, whether it's some restorative yoga, some stretching, Oh, and this depends on the person, a warm shower or a cold shower. Um, both of them can actually help you get ready for sleep. It just depends on what works better for you. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's usually a warm shower. Um, mm-hmm. I do some of the cold shower. It's just not my favorite thing. I know it's good for me. <laughs> um, not my favorite thing before bed. I don't, I don't so, know if it's anybody's favorite thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like a you should do this because of all the benefits, like, (laughs) right. It actually has some really good stress benefits. I just interviewed someone and we talked about it and he said like, beyond the physical benefits, putting yourself into like an ice bath. I don't have an ice bath, so I do a cold shower. Um, it, it puts your body in that stress situation where all of a sudden your stress response kicks in and you learn to control your stress response. Mm. And I was like, okay, yep. Cause you're learning to control your breathing. Mm-hmm. slow your breathing back down. slow your heart mm-hmm. back down, all of that. So mm-hmm. putting in just those restorative calming activities, um, you know, creating that kind of routine for your kids too at bedtime. So they, you know, they're calming down, you're calming down. It's a, it's a slowing down process, preparing the body, preparing the mind, um, you know, bath time, comfy jammies, brush the teeth, read a book. Um, maybe you read before bed. I have to be careful what I choose to read before bed because if it's a really good <laughs> yep. book, I don't mm-hmm. want to put it down. Or um, like suspenseful, then it wakes you up. <laughs> right. Um, journaling before bed, going through some guided breathing before bed. There are some awesome apps out there that you can use for guided breathing. My favorite one is Breathwork. Mm-hmm. I think it was originally designed for kids. I'm like, I don't care. I like how it's set up. <laughs> yeah. Like it well, works. Definitely speaking our love language with routines. <laughs> Night and morning routines, Roberta, and I love them so yeah. much. They're so I'm important. Gonna, 
add one too. I heard <laughs> this on the radio the other day and I was trying it with the kids because they've since daylight savings time, they have had a hard time falling asleep with how bright it's been out. And so um, on the radio, they were talking about like the pressure point right above your eyebrows. If you just sit there and rub that for however long you want to, like at least a couple minutes or whatever, it like, it tells your body like, Hey, it's sleepy time. And so I did that the night that I heard it on the radio and my daughter was like, this is stupid. It's not going to work. She was out like 30 seconds later. <laughs> awesome. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, oh, I'm so going to have to try that. Try that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right above your eyebrows. Okay. I don't, I don't think you have to push very hard. It's just, you know, it's a pressure point there. So yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting one. That's really cool. I'll have to try that one. I mean, and that goes along with, um, you guys also use tapping. That's yep. another yeah. another method you can use to kind of help you with processing, being able to get your thoughts back under control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, we would love for you to talk about your stress management workshop, but because um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, but before you talk about the workshop, can you tell us and our listeners like, why is stress management so important, especially as teachers? So first off, I want to say we're never going to get rid of stress and we don't want to No, um, it like, and I know that kind of goes against like what it seems almost counterintuitive to what we all kind of preach, but mm-hmm. without stress, there's no growth. There's no strengthening any of that. And like, I can give the example of, of a tree, a tree without any stress is very weak, but one that has been in the wind is strong and it's flexible and it can withstand a storm. We want to be like that. We want to be strong. We want to be flexible and we want to be able to withstand the storm. The stress management piece of it is we want to be able to manage it. We want to be able to continue to function well and to be healthy in the midst of stress and as teachers, there's always so much stress and there's so much change and how we manage it and how we perceive it affects how we live and how we feel. My whole goal, um, I mean, we're, we're in a teacher crisis. There's no subs. There's not enough teachers. We all know this. And there are teachers who some of them are ready to leave the field of education and that's fine. Like if it is your time to leave the field of education, I didn't feel it was my time to leave the field of education. I felt it was my time to shift my position in the field of education and no one would give me the job that I wanted. So I created the job I wanted, Yep. but I wanted to stay working in education. If it is your time to leave, that is perfectly fine. And I will completely support you in that. But I Mm -hmm. feel that there's a big group of teachers who are stressed, who are burnt out, who feel that their only option is to leave. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with that. They're really good teachers, one, and we need them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two, they're not ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And three, leaving doesn't solve your stress. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fix the problem. You need to heal is what you need. Like there needs Mm -hmm. to be healing. You need to make changes to your habits, to your routines. And if you change Mm -hmm. the stress will be a little bit different for sure. Um, but Mm -hmm. you are still going to be a burnt out person and it is going to take you time to heal 
and recover. And Mm -hmm. I want to give hope to those who are like, "I, I feel like this is my only option to leave, but I'm not quite ready. You don't have to leave. There is mm-hmm. hope. There is healing. There are changes that you can make. And I know that you help teachers do this too, of like, there are things that you can do to make this job manageable, to make mm-hmm. it a place that you love again. You can, And there, in my in interviews with different people, like we've been talking about, you can come back from burnout. Like it is, mm-hmm. it's not a, um, like death sentence for your career. Mm-hmm. You can come right. back, you can find balance. I don't know if balance is the word that I want, but it's kind of, yeah, maybe more of harmony. Yeah. 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 You can find that harmony, that calm, that hope, that joy again in your career. And I've done it a number of times because 19 years mm-hmm. I've seen a lot and been through right. a lot. So mm-hmm. And there's different types of burnout. There's different types of stress. My first time it was due to losing my identity in my job. Like Mm -hmm. I did not know who I was aside from my job. And so Mm -hmm. having to process through that and find my value and my worth for me, it's in my faith and my beliefs in God. Um, for others, you're, you're going to have to do that searching and find out who am I aside from my job? Other times it's just, you have just run your body ragged and your body needs healing. Um, so that's why it's so important because there are people that we need an education, great educators who are about to leave because they feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know there's hope and there's healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Cause like you said, like if they feel like their only option is to leave, well, you're still taking all that stress with you Mm -hmm. and you haven't formed any good habits to help you in your new work, whatever your new venture is. So you're just going to end up going through the same thing again. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be a different setting that you're doing it in. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Love that. Um, okay. So, um, we want to know about your workshop your stress okay. management workshop. And I know it's coming up very soon. So let them know like how to register and all the, yeah. all the goods. Absolutely. So I am running a virtual summit um, called stress management for educators. And my whole purpose is to give educators powerful steps to reduce their stress mm-hmm. and find quality time for themselves and for their families. Because when you're stressed, overwhelmed and burnt out, like there is no quality time. Like there's none, you can't find it. You can't see it. You can't make it. So for this summit, I have invited a number of different experts in the field of stress management in different areas of it, um, to come on. And I've interviewed them and talked with them. And, um, some of the ones that I have, um, John Finn just comes to the top for me. Um, he's the habit mechanic. I'm reading his book right now. And it's just, he has taken this complex science of the brain and habit formation. Like he has his PhD. He's been working in performance psychology, sports psychology for 20 years. He takes it and boils it down for the common person. So like reading his book, you're like, man, this is going to be deep. It is, but it is readable. He has graphic. There's pictures, people. There's pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And so talking with him about like confidence and activation levels and stress, that was an amazing interview. Um, I have another one with Dr. Laurel Mellon talking about not CBT, but EBT, starting with the emotions first Mm -hmm. and working through that way. And this just blew my mind. She's like, this is the only proven method to lose weight and maintain it. And I was like, wait, what? And she just started talking through the brain science of it. I'm like, this is incredible. And she, um, I believe her sister maybe is a teacher and she works with teachers regularly. And she talked about the different levels of stress and where teachers are like, instead of being at a one where you're like, you're in the flow, everything's great. You're glowing. We're at like three, four, five, where like life is just falling apart. Everything is horrible. Like you can't think your way out of that. So she was a fantastic interview. So a whole bunch of those, um, I did just release the registration yesterday. Um, it launches on June 16th. It's all pre-recorded. It comes to you in your email. You can listen to it anywhere. Take it with you while you drive, while you're going for a walk, folding laundry, watching the kids swim, whatever it is, you can listen to these. Um, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's actually an international collection of experts. Um, I have people from the U S from the UK, um, Angola, Africa. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, you can register for it. Um, I'll give you guys the link to put in your show notes. It is, um, the recovering educator.com slash virtual summit, and it's completely free. Um, each of these experts have offered a free gift to our audience. So the free gifts vary from like a burnout checklist. I have Amber Harper, the burned in teacher, um, to there's one about, uh, I think mindful eating. I have Michelle Babb who talks about food and nutrition and mindful eating. So quite the variety. Um, I'm interviewing one this afternoon where we're going to talk a little bit about like where fitness falls into this fitness and mindset. So it's a broad array of topics from like habit formation to emotional behavioral therapy, to nutrition, to fitness, to attitude. Um, So there's something in there for everybody and you'll get one or two emails every day for 10 days with the, with these interviews. Awesome. Well, Yeah. Same. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for joining us today we're so thank you for having me so grateful we're grateful for you and and grateful for all the work that you that you do thank you mm-hmm. yeah it's, I, I'm so glad that we all connected um mm-hmm. yeah one of the things I I'm thankful for was social media <laughs> yeah I don't even remember what live it was but I don't I don't know how I found you but anyways it was it was great it was meant to be yeah. we're like the same people with all our habits and, and everything. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we, we would be friends if we all lived in the same area. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we just have one ask for you. If you love this episode, if you love any of our episodes, um, please share it with a friend, share it. You know, we're on our social media pass, but if you are on social still, um tag us go in and share it on your stories 
Um, and of course, please, 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 it helps so much get our show out there to other educators who need it, to other teacher moms who need it. Um, go into Apple Podcasts and write a review and and star us and rate us. Um, you can do it on Spotify as well or whatever platform you're listening to. Um, but it really does help on Apple for sure. Um, Roberta, what is the little, it's like a little three dot thing, right? And then they just can go in and click it and write a review. Is that how that works? I'm not on for, Apple, so. Uh, for Apple Podcasts, you just go to our page that has the Teacher Bonus Podcast and you would scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can click um, five stars and write a quick review to tell other people what you love about our show. Yeah, super helpful. And it, it, it tells the algorithm to show it to more people. So, so do that so we can get our word out there and we can start helping educators everywhere. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a fantastic day.